Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello! Hello there, sister. Hi! Um, so, another slow week in, <laughs> in the world. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> But, but do you know what's right with this world this week? Um, you Ava get, Nicholas. Exactly. <laughs> you got Ava back on screen. Now you have someone to give a start to. Everything is okay. Oh, man. I was so happy was, to see her. I was, I was about to be like, are you there? It's, <laughs> you're taking a long time to answer me. Well, because I was just like, I was, I was checking into my videographic memory and replaying the scene with Ava <laughs> and Nicholas. <laughs> I would never survive in a soap opera because people have these fantasies like me standing there and be like, hello, you're taking a very long time to answer me. I have no attention span due to social media. (laughs) Why have you been looking off into space for five minutes? (laughs) Welcome to this podcast. So um, on today's episode, we get it together. Um, um, So... So yeah, what I thought was funny, I just want to say this about Nicholas and, and Ava, was that he sort of one-upped her there, because she said she's trouble, and he's like, oh yeah, well I'm chaos. heroes. But they like super love each other, and then someone crashed the party. So I do have to mention something, and I, I'm not quoting exactly, but Cinnamon Deb said yeah. that Alexis was on her destruction tour and I freaking loved it. <laughs> I felt like this was an awesome place for her to land. You know what I mean? Like the vibe of how her interactions go with everyone else, you know, you kind of know how that's going to go, but it was definitely a lot more fun her going head to head with Ava. Oh my God. It was amazing. I was so sucked in, especially when Ava just kind of like pulls up a chair, sits down. <laughs> She's like, you want to do this? Let's do this pours her a drink it was so that, good oh, when, yes when she walked away she's like i think this deserves two fingers and i was like oh my gosh and nicholas being like don't enable her it was just like <laughs> i don't know it was pretty funny to me because the thing is like she doesn't care about her she doesn't care you know like she doesn't need to tiptoe around her like anybody else um it's like if you want to be self-destructive cool let's do this this is what you really want let's let's go for it so i can't say that i i hated all of it but it was just extremely intense, you know, just the, the the mere fact that, okay, we can't really blame Alexis for seeing the lights on and thinking, is he alive? Because that happens a lot. You know, in that, that town? Happens. Heck yeah. Exactly. So that does, in all fairness, it happens a lot. So she goes in there, but then when she started describing her relationship to Julian, you know what I mean? Like, that was... Mm crazy no but when Alexis is talking about her relationship with Julian and how it was love but it was self-destructive and it became an obsession and you're just gonna like I get it but the thing is that's his sister and she's kind of there like mourning slash cleaning up his bar and you're basically saying how much of a crappy person he was and that and we all know that he is but it wasn't the right time drunk Alexis just puked out terrible things okay so okay this is how I see it so first of all when you know I like the fact that Ava called her on this whole thing like you treated him a certain way when he was alive and now you're here like now all of a sudden he's good enough for you so I did like her kind of pointing that out and when Alexis did start talking about her relationship did you notice how Ava kind of melted she seemed to be she seemed to be kind of like waiting to actually hear the truth yes and then again, <laughs> Alexis kind of took her on that roller coaster of a ride. But at the same time, I feel like Ava can can kind of handle that. You know what I mean? And I felt that even though she was describing Julian in that way, I felt like she wasn't necessarily excluding herself. You know what I mean? Like, I think as a whole, I took it as we were mutually destructive for each other and I participated and I liked it. So part of me did like that Alexis was honest about her role in that and how much she knew it was destructive, but how much she she liked it. What I thought was offensive was when she just started to act like that was Ava and Nicholas. And I'm like, right. on what planet are you from? Like, how is it possible that in the same vein, you're like, wait a second, you two fell in love. And all of a sudden you're the expert. You didn't even know that they were together together. 
you're seeing this for the first time, but then you think so highly of yourself, like your experience with Julian is apparently the only type of relationship and it's the kind that everyone else has and it's the kind that Ava Nicholas ha- Nicholas has. Uh, what bugs me is that it seemed to have really touched a nerve with both of them. I know. Okay, I totally agree with you. And the, exactly that. Like, I didn't like the way Ava's face was changing. I mean, in the end, Nicholas saved it. You know, he saw that it was bothering Ava. And the fact that he was able to clue in and, you know, stay with her and just even their interaction a little bit later on with Laura we know that that's not the case. We know that what Alexis is saying is not true. But in that moment, I was like kind of sucked in as well. <laughs> I definitely want to point out, like Ava certainly knows Julian. Mm-hmm. Her and Nicholas are not saints, but they do have a concept of what good is. Mm-hmm. But they also have a concept of what that middle ground is, as in they're relatively honest with each other about themselves. So there is that. They literally said, you're like, you're trouble, I'm chaos. You know what I mean? They know they're not angels, but they have a sense of what good is and they try to stay in its realm. They never kind of reach it, but they have a sense. Like, let's stay in the realm and let's try not to go too damn far. So they do have that going for them. They are people that tend to evolve and learn. Yes. And like you said, what Alexis has had a slew of crappy relationships. She never learns anything. And then she self-destructs even further. Exactly. So I think that deserves a mention is that Alexis has not evolved with regards to that aspect of her life. She has not learned anything. She doesn't like she questions herself. But again, she does the same thing over and over again. And I can't really say that for Nicholas. You know what I mean? Like I can't like and with Ava, we've watched her grow. And Nicholas doesn't necessarily have a pattern with women. Like I, I don't think so anyway. Like he has relationships. He invests stuff happens and then he moves on and then he goes into another one like I can't really say that there's a specific pattern to Nicholas that is destructive in relationships I just can't very true and so what did you think when Laura showed up she took a while to acknowledge Ava's existence but (laughs) then gave her condolences exactly like I think she's warming not warming up to the idea but she's being cordial and she's respecting her son's decision and Ava is trying so hard I love how she you know like with Alexis she's this tiger and she's just like defending herself and and being Ava and then Laura walks in and she kind of takes a step back and is almost like a little girl for like a moment because she so wants Laura's approval because she loves Nicholas so much but they also have a, like, well, I thought it was mutual, but clearly when I watch the show, it's always like, I'm wrong. But at one point, you know what I mean? Like, I thought that they had a, a mutual understanding. Well, and me then, too. And then every now and again, they take it away. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, for a while when Nicholas wasn't there, there was a mutual understanding. And I think with, with Laura, of course, I think she would love her approval and to be accepted by her. But ultimately, I think Ava simply just has a deep respect for her. So there is that, that for that reason, she kind of reins it in. Um, and same thing when it comes to Laura and Carly. <laughs> like, right. there was a friendship and, well, now it's not so awesome. <laughs> like, good luck to Carly <laughs> the next time she sees her. Um, but yeah, so then the whole Ryan thing. that made me so nervous because every time I see both of them together I'm like is he really him is this really happening um just that oh my god especially when Ava was so close to him I was like is he going to grab her is something going to happen but then his expression changed when they brought him to the freaking elevators it's so eerie how they do it because that's the <sighs> thing. It's like, are they going to kill him off? Are they going to get rid of him? But at the end of the day, you can't deny the fact that he's just been an excellent, interesting addition in yeah. terms of a villain. And part of me didn't know how they would keep him. And so this has been kind of interesting, you know, like he's incapacitated, but then you have that <laughs> subtle. Oh, it turns out it's not just his eyes that move. <laughs> and so, and then there's that insane hint that, like, he'll be back. You don't know when, but we'll all be terrorized another day. Once again. Once again. <laughs> Triumphantly terrorized. <laughs> my right? But yeah, so I mean, it's kind of promising. Um, but also, like, what does that say about the doctors? 
because like we're pretty sure he can't move anything but his eyes like we're pretty certain after all of the (laughs) yeah like after all of the exams we're the best hospital ever to sing (laughs) can i also say timing wise um it's super horrible that that replacement taggart's around (sighs) right I just like yeah. have such a hard time digesting those scenes because the scenes are good, the dialogue's good. Portia is on freaking point on fire. I love her. And then I'm like, but this doesn't feel right. Yeah. It's like the scene could be done without him there. Ultimately, <laughs> like all the other elements are really great. And it's like it just sucks because I feel for the guy. Replacing such a prominent character is such a big job. But to replace them at, like, the apex of their storyline? Um, awful. <laughs> you know, like, that's not, that's hard. And it's not working. But what I did notice today was that he did sort of speak in a Taggart-esque way. Nothing else was, so it's really trippy. But I felt like, okay, maybe he's trying to, like, master that Taggartness a little. I just closed my eyes and imagined the other guy. <laughs> I did. I tried so hard and I was staring, but except I was imagining with my eyes open and I was, <laughs> and I was staring intently, listening to the dialogue and trying to see Taggart there. Cause I'm like, I think you would be so much better. So I know you think my gold star is going to go to Ava, but let me tell you when, when that scene played out with Jordan and what? she just and had the way she got close to him, the way she kind of, it was her body space around him. It was the look in her eye. It was the tone in her voice when she held the look a little bit longer and then walked away. It was unbelievable. Like I was just yeah. in awe. Yeah, it was quite the dance. It was quite the scene. Just the way that they played off of each other, the close sets, all of it was just amazing. But am I missing something here? Like when she was talking to him, I could see she just feels like she has nothing to lose. So she's Mm -hmm. being so like why she's being the way she is. But (sighs) correct me if I'm wrong. I do not believe that the leverage he had over Jordan was simply secrets. Right? Right. I don't think he was, the leverage was, oh, you're not going to tell TJ what really happened. And uh, <laughs> you lied to Curtis about Taggart, and I didn't even know that. But that's the leverage. Because <laughs> she's like, I have no more secrets. But I'm like, those secrets have nothing to do with why he has leverage over you in the first place. The leverage is TJ. Like, yeah. The only reason TJ may not be leveraged at this point present time is because he's consumed by his mother but all it takes is one second where he feels like making a call to grab tj you know what i mean he might be sad but if he has a moment like even just one second where he's not sad and could pick up the phone just that one second and one call could still do a lot of damage yes that was confusing because she even told taggart like or whoever that was like, no worries. <laughs> he, he doesn't have, like, leverage over the police anymore. And I'm like, what? When? Like, what? Well, this is the hard part, because everybody thinks they have everything under control. Jordan thinks he doesn't have a hand in the, you know, police. Carly thinks everything is under wraps, which leads you to believe something incredibly explosive is going to happen next. What? I don't know. 
Okay, so I'm scared even when I say it. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I feel like so much has been happening all the time. It's all happening. But um, Carly and Jason, let's talk about that. So he's all, I'm mad. You made me cross a line I thought I'd never cross. And I'm like, okay, but in Carly's defense, he does kill people for a living. But he kills bad people. <laughs> Give me a break. You know what I mean? Like I love I love Jason, but it's just like you you your job is to murder. And you thought, hey, I love this job and I can't leave this job. Bye, family. You're in the rear view mirror because I love killing people. And now he's like, oh no, it's so wrong that an old lady is getting proper care, just not in the facility, but somewhere else in a different location. Like, is that really crossing a line? No, it's not. But that whole banter situation (laughs) was killing me because the look on his face when, like, he, you know, he finally confronts her. He's like, you have Bobby in on this, too. Like, it was just, it was like they were saying things, but they were actually saying different things. What were they really saying? I love you, but I can't tell you because you're married to my best friend. I had to because you told me. (laughs) Wow, that was deep. Like, when she said Bobby was taking care of her, like, I didn't read more into that (laughs) the way that you did. You ran with that. But I thought it was freaking hilarious that Bobby was wrapped up in the whole thing. Right. But I feel like at the end of the day, Jason was more sad about his reputation. Like, exactly like what you said. I kill for a living, but I kill bad people. And people know this about me. Like, people know I'm a hero. And now they're just, and and even funnier was when Carly was like, no one's ever going to believe that you would kidnap a little old lady. But they were just so, that was such a loaded statement. Because it's like, (laughs) what does that say about you? (laughs) Like, it's implying a lot about you. And, like, you can see that. You can see that it bothered Jason the way Laura was talking to him. Because even Laura was going on and on. Jason is so honorable. Like, I never thought he would do that. I feel like that's what kills him. Like, like Stone Cold is all like, great. Now my reputation is ruined. (laughs) But that's what I felt she was. Yeah. Because the thing is exactly that he lives by a code and he has his, he makes certain choices and his choices have affected his whole entire life, but he stays within his lane. And I think you're right. When Laura walked in and she's like, I need to see Carly. And he's like, she's not here. And then Laura said to him, then I guess you'll do like, it's already bringing him down on the ladder of the mob because Carly's in charge. I think so. I think so. I, I, yeah, I, I agree with that. The thing is like, okay. One, I was sort of, like, Jason kept that hero thing by saying, I'll just play it out. And I get it. Like you said, it it makes him feel a little bit lower on that ladder, on that scale of importance. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's such a bad thing to just play out the move that she made. I mean, Laura is running around, and I get it. She cares for Florence, but I was really happy that even today she took her power back a little bit and yelled back at him, like, why on earth is it my job to get your mother back? Like, regardless of the fact that she told Sonny or Carly where the mother was, the point is she would have never been taken if not for this war with Cyrus. And are we going to act like he's all, oh, no, his mom's missing. Poor guy. Cry me a river. Didn't you not shoot at Sonny's father who was dealing with Alzheimer's? Did you not shoot Laura? Did you not go after Sonny's kids? And now everyone is is so overly concerned about the fact that you took his mother and are caring for her like appropriately. Like even if you listen to the things that Jordan said, like no one is going to do to his mother what Cyrus was willing to do to TJ, someone's innocent child. No yes. way. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, everybody stop your whining that Carly crossed the line and Laura running around trying to get justice. I was just like, give it a rest already. And I'm just so curious as to how Martin and Valentine are going to get thrown into this whole thing because Valentine wants to help him get his mom back. I think this is just really funny. I like the idea of Valentine and Martin <laughs> together because it'll be so hilarious. They, they bring such comedy to things without so casually, like it's not really supposed to come off funny, but it's super funny, especially when they were kind of bickering because I'm like, Martin is so excited that he has this half-sister. But Valentine is like, hello, we're friends. So he's kind of like his brother, too. I thought it was really cute. That is cute. But at the same time, I was like, okay, so so Charlotte is related to Martin now. 
Like, Valentin's daughter oh. is related to Martin. Because, you know? Like, so they are family. Helped. Technically, yeah. Technically, these are all family. Weird? Yes, because oh, I will get into another weird situation yes, in yes, a bit. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. I am probably exactly wrong, but we'll find out exactly later. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that was a real mind F, you know, him being like, I'm Laura's brother and, and like your child's mother is my niece. And I tried to take her child away from her a couple times. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so yeah so that there's there's that and um I can't I can't hold it in any longer so I really want to talk about Willow for a minute <sighs> go ahead okay so <laughs> this is what I have to say she was kind enough to offer to her husband look your father's missing. You don't want me to go out on a date tonight? I'll stay with you. And I was like, you know what? She really is Snow White. <laughs> like, what is happening? You know what I mean? Like, it's one thing, like I said, to jump into freezing water right after Sunny goes missing. But now she's like, oh, I'm going to go on a date with Chase. And it looks like she never even ran it by or talked with Michael about it. And then she's like, I'm going to go on a date. By the way, did you hear news? Like, is your dad dead or like what? What's going on? What's happening there? Did you need me to stay? Like, I was like, what is going on? And then when she's talking to Chase, she tells Chase, well, yeah, yeah. Like, I, you know, I thought I would cancel. But, you know, everyone's just waiting. It was all so weird and out of character. One, what she was wearing, which made me think of you and what you said about the yes. last week. 100% I was all over her. Sex her up a little bit. <laughs> and her bracelet was very important. And she had to use a specific tone and voice with her bracelets. Yeah. When, when Michael was like, said something, she's like, oh, no, not you. I was looking for this, this inanimate object. This is what I was talking to. Not my husband whose father went missing. I wasn't looking for you. Right? It's like, hey, husband, I'm going on a date with my oh guy that I may be so in love with, and I'm wearing this super sexy dress. Peace out. If you need me, text me. <laughs> but he what didn't is- need her. He didn't uh-uh. need her. Uh-uh. I, she asked, he said, just go on your way. Meanwhile, he tells Sasha, no, I want you to stay. So there is uh-huh. that. So, like, I don't really know what's happening. Like, when this whole secret came out, obviously they were putting, you know, Michael and Willow together, and then this happened. And then even with this obstacle, like, even with the truth coming out, it still looked like Michael and Willow would stay together based on the constant complimenting one another and the constant talking about how complicated this all was. But what really got me today with Willow was clearly she leaned in. And then when we come back from commercial, he's all like, oh, did you not want that? Or I'm sorry, I shouldn't have. And I'm like, what are you apologizing for? Before the commercial, I'm pretty sure that Willow was the one who leaned in for the kiss. Yep. And then I got confused because she's like, oh my God, like, what am I doing? Like, I'm married and then I want to kiss you. And I'm like, what do you mean? That is literally uh, the situation. That is literally why you and Michael have been saying, hey, this is complicated. I am confused. Like, she acted like this was new on top of what was happening. What did she think was happening? Like, what did she think was complicated about Chase and about Michael and about the situation? Was it like, how would I coordinate friendship dates with you? What did she think was going on? Like, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God, I think I want to kiss you, but I'm married. It's like, but that's that's the thing. Like, whenever you guys were saying we have to sort out our feelings, like, I just don't freaking know. Like, I don't know if any of them know what to do or how to, like, deal with this. It's like, pick. Just pick one. Well, that's the thing. That's where I am right now. I, I'm just, I'm so fed up with the storyline. Just, just pick a person, you know, switch a person, find new people. I don't care. Yes. It's definitely hard to care, but I'm still in it. I'm still, <laughs> like, like, because now I'm totally baffled because I thought they were kind of, you know, like I said, putting Michael with Willow and the rest were kind of like on their own. But now they're showing, and like it looked like Michael and Willow were such a good fit. But now we're seeing him in such a vulnerable state. His father could be dead, and she's out gallivanting with Chase. And then you have Sasha, who I actually didn't think was in the mental space at all to even 
be anything close to what she was to Michael because who she was to Michael was the only person that could ever truly take care of him or come close to. Michael is always taking care of other people. He doesn't exactly allow anyone else to take on that role with him. And she was that one person and giving everything she went through. I didn't even know if she could do that, but she did. She, she was, you know, now, I'm not going to say falling all over him, but really mm-hmm. searching for how to support him and not being like, I'm going to, I have a date. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like she was, uh, Sasha was, wanted to be there for him, but at the same time, respecting his boundaries. Like she wasn't playing that game yes. where I feel like Willow is yes not purposefully manipulating the situation and no. faking this confusion. And it's, it's annoying <laughs> as heck. <laughs> like seriously you're making all the sense with the words of of what i'm feeling i can't even talk i can't <laughs> even talk how i'm like what is going on that's exactly right sasha is acting in line with what's happening i care about you but based on our interactions you seem to be going home to your wife every night so i probably should act like we're not together and try my best to walk that line of being your friend in this moment. And that's exactly what she did. Whereas Sasha's like, her and Michael are close. They're parenting. You slept together. You have feelings for each other. And then you talk to him as if he was just your friend when you told him you were going out with Chase. Yeah, it's making Willow look really bad. Again, they're deciding if we want to make her into a victim, <laughs> she has to be of a certain character or look a certain way. And they're trying to do it at the same time. But it, it's helpful when you have more of a bad girl attitude, not when like right? you're, you're being bad out of sheer stupidity. Like it's not, it's not the same. Oh, I can't, I can't. I was just so mad today. I was just staring at my TV being like, why are you confused? Come here so I can help unconfuse you. Anyway, <laughs> close your eyes if you need to. I'm about to smack you um but also <laughs> but also i almost forgot chase and dante were friends like people right? were bringing it up we knew that they were partners but when chase saw him i was like whoa like right great you have another friend um because he became besties with michael which is dante's brother he has friends right. so he has a new circle so it does feel kind of disconnected seeing him with dante and even the conversation like oh man, Dante's like in this super dark place and Chase is like, I'm back to being bubbly. I may get Willow back. And then I loved it when Don- when he's like, hey man, you're back. And he's like, and Dante was like, yeah, I've been back for a few months. <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> the town's so, like two minutes long. <laughs> so that was just really bizarre to watch because they were close and chase i mean they eventually found like a bond and he Mm -hmm. did take care of dante's family but yeah it was super weird like they're in completely different worlds very true but people who are very close to each other's world can you take a guess are you trying to talk about dante and sam yeah okay okay (laughs) i'm with you i okay so it happened they made eye contact from across the room because Peter's awkward. I really wish Maxie walked in to watch him like being all crazy. Right? Like, you don't want us to get married. It's like, no, douchebag. She doesn't want you to get married. But what she is asking is to pick a date for Maxie's bachelor party. Like, no one's arguing with you here. You're right. Nobody likes you. Nobody wants you to marry Maxie. But that is not the point of the conversation. Well, I thought about you and what the stuff we talk about, like it's about learning to be a human and he still hasn't managed to understand that even though you may not like each other, Sam loves Maxie and she's going to do what's best for Maxie. And if that means slapping a smile on her face and dealing with all this, that's what she's going to do. That's why I kind of wish she was more direct rather than going the route of, well, I don't like you. You don't like me. We're not each other's favorite person. Let's try to make it work for Maxie's sake. I just wish you just spoke to him in his language. You're right. I don't. That is irrelevant to me wanting the date. Give me the date. You know what I mean? I feel like that is something that he needed to hear rather than her. Because I think she was trying to be nice. She was trying to meet him halfway. No, she doesn't like you. And you think she really wants to even have this conversation with you? She'd rather be having it with any other guy that Maxie could be with. Right? Oh my god. So, oftentimes (sighs) people bump into each other. Like even Sam, when she bumps into other people, these conversations never can go to a second location they never move from the bar to the table (laughs) and 
it was interesting. We had a move from the bar to the table situation. She got herself a drink and they even shifted topics. They spoke about two topics. And they cheers to being brother and sister. That <laughs> made me laugh. And I'm like, okay, on what freaking planet? And then I was just thinking, I'm like, this is like this is like a sick joke because it's a sick joke. First of all, right? we were a couple in the Sunny Centric storyline. And mm-hmm, I kept trying mm-hmm. to read something different to it. I'm like, we'll be brother and sister. And I'm like, well, those are your titles to Leo, not each other. Like that part, I hope that they know that they're not brother and sister. But it's creepy that you say that. It's creepy. It's funny, but creepy. Well, I think to me, it was kind of like ironic because, okay, first of all, it's like, oh yeah, they share, a, like I did not even think about the fact that they share a sibling. I mean, there's so many people in Port Charles that we feel this way about that there's very, very close family connections. But I always feel because we have been discussing, you know, who will Dante hook up with next or what will be like his next flirtation on us. So I feel like it was said purposefully as a joke. I do. Like now that we're talking about it, like it threw me when I saw that because I'm like, no way. But you're right. I think the soap opera was making fun of us all. Right? Like, I, I really think that was like a dig at like all of us uh, because you're absolutely right. We've been speculating not just about Dante, but also Sam. Who will she be with next? So you're right. I think that was like a little, a little comment for all of us directed at us and not so much to do with them. But what I liked that I thought was interesting about their conversation was they touched on something that we thought was weird too. So they're like, you know, I think we need to be there for Leo. And then Dante's like, because again, Julian is not their favorite person. And even Dante thinks it's bizarre that regardless of that, Leo loved Julian. And that is trying to formally adopt him. And the guy just died. Right? Like, it's so bizarre. So bizarre. But the fact that Dante just decided to to kind of say that thing about Ned. So he's definitely building his, like, I don't like Ned stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> that's happening there. And then they move to another location. And I must say this, you know, like, Dante is already in that somber, dark vibe. So mm-hmm. his vibes around, let's say, Sunny right now are fitting, right? Mm-hmm. But even Stan, like... I just find, like, don't you think she should be a little sadder at the thought that Sonny's dead? (laughs) Yes, but I think it's just, like, maintaining braveness through everything. Like, literally, when they sat down at the bar, it's like, oh, I'm sorry about Lily. I'm sorry about Sonny. Oh, I should be giving you condolences, too, about Julian. He doesn't even know that her and Jason broke up. Like, there's a lot of, like, sad, dark stuff happening. (laughs) Okay, you're right. You're right. I'll leave it at that. She's trying to give space to Dante. And there's just so much dark. That's that's also kind of crossed my mind. There's just so many dark things happening on the show. So many things happening to Sam. Like, she thought her son died. She decided to make this change in her marriage and, like, in her relationship with Jason. So Mm -hmm. maybe at this point, so many bad things happen that it's hard to keep having reactions to stuff. Right? You almost get like a little numb to it and you're just trying to look for the good and hang out with people that make you happy. Exactly. <laughs> and then and then even with Carly at this at this point, you know, like just in the moments where Sunny is missing and she's trying to convince herself she's okay, he's lost in the water. It really made me think on the flip side of Sam, because when Jason went missing, obviously initially she wasn't sad because she was convinced he was still alive and she even went diving to try to find him and for a long time she was a little sort of delusional about the whole thing it's just the way that they played this whole thing because they were kind of pitting carly and sam against one another with regards to the whole mob life yes you know carly's in she's out you know like sam can't handle it carly totally can but then but then you're in this place where Carly is now experiencing what Sam once experienced. Very true. It's it's really crazy. But I don't know. Were you not taken by the fact that I get it. Carly sees Jason. It's getting more real. You have Michael that delivered some news about Sunny to her. And now you have Jason walking in. She doesn't want to hear what he has to say. So she's starting to ramble, trying to make things not happen. But then when he tells her what he thinks is the case, is it bizarre that she starts screaming, why do I love him? And starts listing his faults? Yeah, it was weird. (laughs) I didn't know what to make of it. It was like a time warp. Think of the the conversations Mm. that her and Jason have been having. 
he starts to go, you only got involved with Sunny because of me. It's almost like we're rewinding to that time in terms of a what if. Yes. What if not Sunny, essentially? What if not Sunny? You were my friend. I brought you into this world. What if not Sunny? And now you're in the situation where he's kind of saying and he's crying and he's trying to hold it back that like Sunny may be gone. And all she can do is talk like Carly when she first met Jason. Sorry, Sunny. That's why it was weird because she's literally, someone is telling you your husband is dead and you're going back in time mentally to a place where you didn't like the guy. How? You're saying I never liked him. It's almost like I shouldn't have gotten involved with him. It really is kind of like a, like a what if episode within the real soap opera, which we are going to watch play out. Right, exactly. It is insane. I just think there's so much sadness and she doesn't know where to place her grief. And it's, you know, if I didn't love him, I wouldn't be feeling all this pain right now. And I don't know if this is going to play into it whatsoever. But when he pulled out that necklace, obviously we've had a lot of necklaces thrown in our face. necklace but I'm like is it gonna push her over the edge because you know she let go of Mel who fell into water what is left is a necklace we have Sunny fine we know he's not in the water we saw you know that last scene I was like he's gonna wake up with amnesia yes his brain will be preserved because of the cold but anyways for the necklace I love how your soap science kicked in it's like not like, oh, it's pretend he's fine. It was like you had all this soap science to really comfort you through this whole thing. Right? This is how it works. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, is the necklace going to have significance and push her in the specific hmm. direction? Yeah, to Jason. But I get what you exactly. mean. Will she, will she will she break? But at the same time, this is so stupid. But I was just like, okay. So we find out that he loses the necklace in the wreckage. And then when I saw the clip of Sunny lying in the snow, I was like, he also lost his coat. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's like, it's so so stupid. I was like, he lost a lot of things in that wreckage. (laughs) Perhaps his memory. We don't exactly. (laughs) You read my mind. Oh my gosh, so I, I, I'm honestly in disbelief that this is happening, truly, truly, because like we have talked about it, like, I, I, oh my gosh, like my mind is being blown right now by, because of us, ultimately, like we are blowing my mind, because when we talked about the possibility of, let's say, Dante with somebody else, like we, we for a while, we were playing around with this idea about Dante and Maxi, we had said, the only way for something like this to happen if, is if Lulu is not in the picture. And the same yes. thing we kind of said about uh, about Sunny, about Carly and Jason. We said, you know, their bond has been emphasized a lot since Jason's return. I've talked about that a lot. The intensity of their love has been on display. Mm-hmm. And we talked, hey, are they actually hinting at putting these two together after all this time? And then we also we kept saying, you know, for something like that to happen, something huge and dramatic would happen to take place yes it's crazy i like it's, all it's the, ridiculous all the pieces are in motion you know sam is out of the picture so they have that whole journey to kind of remove her from that space abruptly but with sunny he is removed from that space and now all you have is carly and jason left and he's been there a lot you know what i mean visually jason has been at sunny's a lot and in the past that's it hasn't been the case. You know what I mean? Like his presence in the house, it's been different. Well, I mean, ever since everything happened with Mike, even like Sunny was basically checked out and Jason was Carly's sole support. Well, I love it. Cause when he, like he was, um, she was on his show. That's mm-hmm. awesome. He like made a point of saying that like Sunny doesn't even raise the kids. I do. I raise all his kids. And they joke about like when those two are kind of like, gonna be together so this is really crazy like I honestly can't believe it's happening that would be huge like really really huge like he's basically Mm -hmm. the man of the house you know what I mean like ever Mm -hmm. since like Sunny disappeared he's there he's there answering phones he's just present he's just chilling he's just on the couch like he's there (laughs) that's how I feel it's crazy it is totally crazy and Violet says to me she doesn't say like uh it doesn't blow my mind. She says, it's going to, mummy, it's going to make my mind explode. So that's how I feel right now. <laughs> oh, that is so cute. Um, all I have to say about Jax, really, 
is the only thing that stood out to me was when he was talking about Joss and said her reason for not wanting to leave is because she wants to be there for her sisters the way that her brothers were. And Jax made a point of saying Morgan and Michael. Ooh, good catch. I did not catch that. I just thought it was sweet in general, like the fact that she wanted to repay that. But it's also the this is <laughs> okay. I'll say this. Obviously, when they repeat a character's name, we always suspect like they're coming back from the dead. But the mm-hmm. funny thing is, no matter how many times they say the name Drew, like I know it's not happening. Right? It's so funny because I feel <laughs> the same like, way. I don't, I don't like that's not going down. And I cannot believe that Franco actually told Peter. <gasps> I was so mad. I'm like, Franco, stop talking to everybody about like you didn't tell Sam but you're gonna tell Peter the guy whose voice is in your dang head right and the thing about that too is Peter's voice is in your head what has he been saying has he been saying friendly things (laughs) you 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 scream and you lose your mind when you hear Peter's voice so based on that alone why would you tell him I was like does he have a plan but then I really do not think he has one (laughs) he doesn't plan and I was just so weirded out because like again you know in my mind I thought Elizabeth and Maxie were fine so I didn't really anticipate with regards to the whole wedding that Maxie was all like oh I didn't realize that like Elizabeth and Franco would be there and I'm like what <sighs> like Violet is going to be Peter's stepbrother but it's Elizabeth's niece exactly like your family Also, you could have had your own wedding. Like, I'm just saying. Yeah, all of that was annoying. Like, uh, the whole interaction, the please be nice to Peter. Like, I'm very over it. And I, I, like, I don't want her to be sad, but I just want their relationship to be over. (laughs) But I I just didn't, I didn't realize the dislike with Elizabeth and the whole thing was so pronounced. Because even the way that they were looking at each other, I'm like, okay, so this is a thing. But what shocks me is that Franco is so grateful to Peter. And Maxie always loves it when somebody likes Peter. So that's why that whole thing was super confusing to me. That's a good point. And like, I'm almost thinking that even though Franco doesn't have a plan, you know, is Peter going to call 1-800-ASSASSIN? Is he going to try to hurt Franco on his own? And that's when Obrick will catch him. But somebody else has to be there. Like, it can't just be Obrick saving Franco. It has to be like, a Sam and somebody else because I'm like okay why did they put those four together like you said the Elizabeth yeah. Maxi thing I thought it was squashed like the whole thing was weird it was really weird and you know the fact that you're saying more people need to be involved in let's say taking Peter down people don't find over credible we have to have more people there and so I totally forgot about that so like with Sam being bonded with Dante and possibly working together with regards to Peter. So having that common enemy. They have a lot in common. They have a brother. They have a common (laughs) enemy. They've got a lot going for them. And speaking of Sam really quickly, just in particular that scene of Franco showing up there. Okay. So a lot was going through my mind. Okay. So so again, Franco shows up to find Jason. They're not together. And I thought to myself, is this pulling Sam further away from Jason? Because remember, she had that like great moment with Elizabeth, like a yes. moment of understanding. And they are family. So there is going to be an exchange with the boys in terms of hanging out and play dates. That's something that was happening before Jason even came back. Okay. So when I saw her kind of respond in a way that was kind to Franco, at first I was thinking things like, okay, is this, is this like purposely to pull Sam more into a completely different circle and basically further away from Jason? And then I remembered that also <gasps> the connection with Drew and Peter and all that stuff with Franco as well. Okay. Not to jump to another thing, but just because you're mentioning, you know, Franco, Sam pulling into another circle. I thought this yeah. scene with Dante and Elizabeth, was a bit strange and I couldn't put my finger on why. Like they're obviously not meant to be together. They weren't flirty. There's there's definitely like a friendship base. But I'm like, if you're putting these four people together, so you're putting Dante and Sam as a couple hanging out with Elizabeth and Franco. Oh my god, you're right. That is a possibility because really they are family, but what you often see is is obviously more Elizabeth and Lulu, if anything, and a lot of, a lot of Elizabeth and Laura. But obviously the kids are related, and the fact that they yeah. did talk about a play date, that is very possible that they're just throwing hints of like, you know, a different sort of social circle and mixing it up. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's definitely true. And another thing, I know this is so, so stupid, 
But just the fact that in front of Franco, in terms of like separating herself from Sam, this girl is doing well. She didn't really care when Jason was like, tell me when he comes around again or don't talk to Franco. She's like, ah, whatever. And the fact that she ran upstairs in front of Franco and said, I'm just going to go get the other things you left here. Right. The and the fact I- that she like, <laughs> right, aired it all out. And then when she came back and she like was talking about his gray sweater, and I'm like, are we to believe that his favorite sweater is gray? Right. <laughs> It's like, do you know each other at all? <laughs> he only wears black t-shirts. Whatever. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. Okay. So another thing about Maxi. So again, so many circles and so many like people becoming intertwined. I find, but Maxi in her conversation when Robert popped in, mm-hmm. and he talks about seeing Maxi as his own daughter, and then she responds to him, "Well, then you need to start seeing." Um, Peter as the son you never had and I thought that that was a really interesting choice of words because he's saying I see you like a daughter but it's yes. not like she's saying I'm the daughter like I get it he has other daughters but I just think it's bizarre because you could have easily said well now you need to start seeing Peter like a son as well but saying the son you never had is just different to me and right? I just wondered if that was a clue to the fact that you know Peter was in fact um, Robert's son oh my gosh so that means that Robert slept with and a sister not knowing because <laughs> she's so that's good what you, yeah that's what you have to assume is that maybe he did know he was like whatever <laughs> <laughs> it was so fed up with the other one <laughs> can't solve a damn crime <laughs> oh my gosh so yeah like that's a possibility that he's robert's son and again one of those other clues and, and something that we say a lot is that you know it starts with the whole Alexis Sam thing, you know, so yes. much animosity built between these people. And then it turns out that they're, you know, parent child. And then obviously when we saw Nina and Willow, we definitely thought that could have been a thing, but then it wasn't um, mm-hmm. anyways. And so now if you kind of think about like the heavy animosity between Peter and Robert, that could be a thing. But at the same time, it's like, where is Ethan? Like, like he's still on that plane, man. I'm still waiting for him to deplane. It's like, just get off the plane, you'll be okay. But yeah, so it's like, if he were to have a son, I definitely want it to be him. (laughs) Again, he can have multiple. He can have multiple. But let's just try to do the the DNA math. So if Peter is is Robert's son, then I have mm-hmm. one. so all his crap about like, oh it's evil, evil's in my blood. It's like, nope, turns out it was just you. Just but that's what's you. gonna make it so funny. <laughs> that's what would make the story just like the ultimate. Because he's holding on to Anna. Like to him it's like, you know, because I have Anna, it means I could possibly be good. And so if he is Robert's son, it means that wait it means his okay, good no, comes no, no. from robert and his bad comes from no no i was concerned that like somehow this made maxi and peter related but it doesn't because max is not her biological father right so that so that's <laughs> that's fine that's okay but also it makes it that she didn't marry her husband's brother exactly and i will share my line with you later but it's related <laughs> is it related <laughs> to our podcast (laughs) okay okay now now i'm excited to end this um (laughs) okay in terms of funnies obrecht and brit are everything (gasps) oh yes so happy and they just look so happy to genuinely happy happy, just like legit happy they did look so happy to see each other that made me so happy and it was fun to see brit like relax and be herself and kind of be so happy to have somebody in her corner and watching the relief that you know she did believe her mom you know what I mean she wants to believe her mom and she was presented with enough stuff to believe her to the point where she started to ask am I a target for Peter exactly and and I I was really happy about how quickly she was on board me too and I just think that you know while Obrecht does not know everything about Cyrus right now um, I do think Britt probably will feel safer knowing that her mom is around with regards to Cyrus. So that made me happy. Well, yes, especially um, with what, what is it that with that she has or that we talked about that she has 
Huntington's? Is it that? Yes, I think so, yes. Okay, so between that, between Cyrus, her friendship with Jason, like, I'm just really happy she has her mom back. Me too. I just loved how, like, they went for such a serious conversation to talking about bangs in the spa. Like, it was just magic. It was just everything. Well, it's because I thought it was hilarious, and that's what made me think about the sarcasm between Dante and Sam, because there were so many terrible comments on Twitter about her bangs. She's like, they're just, like, for the actual actress. Yeah. And the fact that they tied it into here, where she's like, I'm just growing out my bangs. I was just trying something new. Like, I loved it. That's true. There was a lot of talking to the audience. I think so, from what you're saying about that comment about Brit, and then the whole brother-sister comment around Dante. And also, you, you mentioned, like, the comedic moments then you sort of went back to Dante and Sam real quick it's true like even when they sat down Dante did that impression of Sonny and I know like in interviews like in that's awesome podcast and even I think when we saw them live in Boston Dante does do an impression of Sonny like they do <laughs> do that so, so I did think that was funny that they added that in yeah I love it so it just I mean this is what makes Jade special on so many levels so yeah, that was amazing. Okay, so Cyrus and Laura had another mm-hmm. like run in, but I loved Leslie. Like I know it was emotional for her at the end. Yes. I mean, look, lady, how can you know that a choice you made when you were so young would have this kind of a pe- effect on your future grandchild? Like it's it's definitely a lot for one person to take when she got emotional at the end. But I have to say, Leslie was amazing in the way that she responded to Cyrus he did throw her but I like the way that she stood up for Laura told her it's illegal to grab her like that and I like the way that she was like well you're gonna have to be more specific like which married man like which one was your dad <laughs> like I, I love <laughs> I loved how she just sort of played into whatever he felt was an insult yes it, it was amazing to see them all together I was just nervous because like his mommy was taken he's gonna try and steal somebody else's mommy I'm like just he got back to that we saw him all week just being kind of a little kid and scared. And then yeah. when he talked to Laura, it was like he was trying to get his evil back on. And I just don't want it to be about Laura's mom. Exactly. And so that's what I mean. Like Cyrus is still dangerous no matter what. And there was definitely a sense of a loss of power. You saw it in his face when he was dealing with people trying to get help. Like when he spoke to Jason, when he spoke to Jordan, even when he was talking to Laura, just the fact that people weren't responding to him in the way that he wanted to. But it was like, I mean, man, his mommy issues are on full display. Like even just when Leslie called, like called and said, like, get your hands off of her, like he jumped yeah oh my god man this guy and his little mama issues and being like you stole my mommy's husband it's like well your dad was like no angel either and if it wasn't leslie it was like a million other women okay so like calm down right oh jeez, louise and then it's like you said everything in motion that killed him i'm like well didn't you do that when you started the car and jacked <laughs> it up on him no leslie made him <laughs> and it's like i just feel like laura should have bumped it like should have like interrupted and put him in his place a little bit especially when he tried to blame his father's death on leslie I, I think she was just stunned and worried about her mother that like she was just trying to gain her bearings yeah yeah because she didn't get a chance to give her the heads up yeah oh. so by so by the way like is morgan gonna be a woodsman I don't even know what I would. I'm okay with it. I understand. I have a visual. I know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like he's just going to stumble upon Sunny. So, are they going to have amnesia together? Oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Oh, man, there's been theories. Like, what if Nell finds it? But I'm like, oh, see, geez. someone someone has got to have found her body. Is that, is that when they're going to decide, like, oh, Nell really does have a twin, except her twin, it looks just like her and not Willow. <gasps> so a person that looked like Nell died. A oh, my person. God. I can't. I not can't. her. No, like, I hope it's not, but that, okay, so the thing is, we're, we're talking about the fact that it could be Morgan, the one who finds Sunny, and you say, well, they both have amnesia, but that's the thing. Likely, Sunny might be the one with amnesia. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
so if Morgan is not, it fits with a lot of the speculation in Joss's conversation with Cam. Remember when they were talking about Trina and she said, if he stayed away, why? Implying that if Morgan was still alive, it meant that he was okay, knew who he was, and actively chose to stay away. That was the narrative Joss sold us on. Damn. Okay. Okay. I'm on it. I'm in it. I see it. Oh man, I'm like, I'm so excited because it's like, of course I, you know, this whole thing is happening. You're watching the characters be sad about Sunny, but like, we all know the guy's not dead. We're just kind of curious, like, where is this going to go? So I totally love that the audience got the comfort of knowing that Sunny was alive. So it's like, here, everybody, calm the F down (laughs) and now watch the rest of it unfold. Okay. Can everyone breathe? (laughs) I feel like, well, that kind of adds on to the rest of the week with a little they're like, okay, audience, just like, here are some tips for you. Here's some funnies. We do pay attention to you. We do read your comments. That is true. I really <laughs> think that the theme of this week was just a lot of like responses to the audience. A lot it. of talking to us. I think so. Yes, I'm even more invested than before. <laughs> <laughs> now I think I'm going to start watching. <laughs> Okay, I don't want to scare you, but I, oh. okay, I have a lot of them. So I figure maybe you go first and then I can eliminate some of the ones that I have. Crap. We're talking about um, favorite lines. <laughs> yeah. I think I wrote one down. Yeah, I did write one down. I said it already. So I wrote this. Anyone who knows you knows you would never kidnap an old lady. And I like it because it had so many implications that were funny to me. <laughs> that is definitely a good one. So I'm going to run through these fairly That's quick because I have a few. So okay. when Ava and Nicholas were together and then Alexis walks in, she used some legal jargon. And Ava sat down, looked her straight in the face and said, is that a legal term? Are you still allowed to use those? <laughs> oh, oh. Oh my god, everything Ava said was amazing to Alexis. It was gold. And then when Obrick and Britt were together, and Obrick was showing her the paperwork, and then she kind of says it kind of low, and she's kind of behind Britt walking real quick, and she's like, uh, you can call the WSB, they have a 1-800 number and everything. That, that was, I caught that, that was super, super funny. And I'm like, does it make it more real? I don't know. <laughs> And then my very favorite one that we were talking about, well, it reminded me of it when you were talking about Maxie and her marrying Peter and brotherness and blah, blah, blah. So Dante says to Sam, marrying your half-brother's widow who your father killed, doesn't that violate the bro code? Yes. You know what? I think, (laughs) like, honestly, that is absolutely what bugs Dante about him. Because even, Mm -hmm. like, when Nathan died, he basically said, I was his brother, not you. Like, he didn't like that. He didn't like that. And it's true. But at the same time, I am con- I am wondering about that. Because he seems to have an opinion about the fact that Peter is marrying his brother's wife. Yeah. And so right now it is a toss-up. Will Dante be there for Lulu? Sorry, Maxie. When Peter's mm-hmm. gone. Was that what that joke was? Well, let's be brother and sister, meaning we're not going to hook up. You'll probably end up with Maxie. Or will he not end up with Max? You well, I think it's well, yeah, what it's, did it mean? <laughs> what I think it's a teaser either way because he's saying, like they're basically saying, we talked about literally talked about Maxie being an option and Sam being an option. And what is he yeah. saying about Maxie violating the bro code? What is he saying about Sam? We're brother sister. We both know there's still options. We both know the writers are messing with us, and it's freaking hilarious, and I love it. Oh my gosh, I love that you could speak English. Like, you really saved us this week. (laughs) Because my words are not working at all. (laughs) So who do your stars go to? Or your thumbs? Or your your precious medals? Like, where are you assigning them? (laughs) Platinum, gold. I'm worried one of those aren't a precious metal, but I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you know I love Ava, but I really have to say that Jordan just nailed it for me this week. Like, I just couldn't handle, like, everything she's been feeling for the past six months just unleashed on Cyrus. That scene was phenomenal. Okay, you know what? You know what? 
horse. Okay. I will say this. So I too want to give like kudos to Jordan and I agree. And I'm going to give her a couple thumbs and some digits um, from me. <laughs> but, so, but now that we're talking, something did come to mind because they didn't plan this in advance. <laughs> Is Dante. I want to give him some gold because I loved his darkness. I loved his scenes of sound. Of and I, and I also loved when he went head to head with Anna. I really <gasps> thought yes. that, yes, I really thought his performance of like anger or hostility with Anna was just really amazing. Like his darkness has been great. Like right? I love his darkness. I love Alexis' the beard. darkness. <laughs> oh, his beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, um, I, I love like, I love that. Like the, those characters that are in this really dark place are just doing a really phenomenal job at it. You did it. You did it. We did it. We got through we it. Did. Okay. <laughs> and then, no, cause, like you say, because then you say, that's a wrap. No, say, I know. Yeah, but I'm okay. <laughs> you start to get nervous. I'm like, what is, does she have more to add? <laughs> I do, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Because, okay, fine. I'm gonna give some stuff to um, Alexis and Ava, actually, because those scenes are really amazing. So they'll get one thumb each from each of my hands. <laughs> Nobody gets a big toe. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that like all those people are getting stuff, and you I... get a, you get a plenty. You get a plenty. <laughs> okay, I think we need to call it. So, folks, that's a wrap on this week. Have a fantastic weekend. <laughs> Bye. Bye.